Hi, welcome to another section of Successfully. Today I am with Ferdos Nagri here in London and I, first of all, thank you so much for being here with you. My with pleasure, me. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you for coming. I mean, you've come a long way. So I've come a yeah. long way. So just to briefly share everybody how we met, I was doing an exhibition at the yep. Future uh, here in London and uh, you stopped by and I had the opportunity to share my business with you. And I love <laughs> I loved the idea. Thank you so I much. <laughs> here we are. Yes, perfect. So I want to briefly uh, share with everybody your work, but I'll let you share more in details. Okay. So you're an investor, business strategy, and also in digital marketing. Uh, you're the CEO of FCI London, which we are in this amazing facilities of furniture, Italian furniture. Uh, I wish I could return the camera so I just <laughs> film everything. <laughs> you have uh, showrooms and offices in Dubai, the Emirates, and Nigeria, I yep. believe, and India, correct? Yep, that's right. And we've just uh, actually last week opened up a small, uh, small boutique outlet in uh, Macau, just north of Macau in China. I'm going there th this year. Oh, okay. I so want to go and check together. out. I check could out. go. Yeah, <laughs> check out our showroom in Macau. Yeah. I've never been there, so yeah, I'm actually. It's crazy. I was there last week, actually. I mean, the, the place is insane. It looks very it's, impressive. It's crazy, and yeah. that was your first time that you were there? Uh, first time in Macau, yeah. Not okay. first time in China, but first time in Macau. Okay. Well, I'll stop by because, yeah, as Please. I'm going this year. <laughs> Please do. Um, also, want to share that you have about you run um, you have about 34 projects and companies uh, that you're uh, working. Your uh, is it that many? Wow. Uh, well, that's what I count on your website. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. Quite a few, um, which are in various industries in food, beverage, and property technology, and obviously in interior design. Sure. And you sit on board of the Global Entrepreneurial Group, the EO. Yeah, that's correct. Right. Yep. Which has over 13,000 members, that's what I read. Yep. And over there, all over the world, in 58 countries. Correct. So, I was very intrigued about that because uh, any organization that big with entrepreneurs and that you sit on boards, you meet so many entrepreneurs from so many industries. So that must be fascinating how you're connected with everybody. And you're, I'm assuming you work with them, learn from them, and that you also mentor, correct? Correct. <laughs> so I think, uh, I mean, um, I, I joined EO, which is the organization that we're talking about, uh, just uh, over a year ago, about a year and a half ago. And it's probably um, been one of the most interesting things I've done for a long time. Uh, because, as you say, you know, 34. I think it's it's. I'm not I'm not involved in all 34 of those companies deeply in an operational way. Um, some I'm involved strategically. Some I run, uh, and some I'm just uh, an investor in. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, across all of those things, the most interesting thing that I've done is is EO, um, because it's connected me to some absolutely amazing entrepreneurs um, globally. Um, and taking taking on a, a board position and being on the board um, connects me to other fellow entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who are not just uh, um, entrepreneurs but also equally passionate about EO, uh, which is all about learning. It's all about learning. It's about personal growth. Of course, it's about networking. It's about growing your business, but it's not a business networking organization. Mm -hmm. You don't join it to try and sell your products or services. Okay. That kind of happens. It happens naturally. Um, but really, it's about growing um, your knowledge, growing yourself uh, as a leader, um, and then growing your network. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad you, you pointed that out because it's a, it's a very, very important part of uh, what I'm doing and, and moving forward, what I'm planning to do. And yeah, I know you mentioned that this is something that you're very passionate. You wanted to put more time over uh, yeah. in the organization. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that, that's definitely the plan um, to help the organization grow. Mm -hmm to bring new people into the organization because I believe uh, the value that it gives is tremendous. Um, and, and I mean, it's very enjoyable. Last week, as I said, I was in Macau at a conference. Uh, next week, I'm in um, Hamburg for a different conference. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, a few weeks after that, there's a, another event happening in Vietnam. So th there's amazing, amazing opportunities to, to travel and meet new people and, and as I said the, the, the key thing is the, the learning uh, and the growth mm -hmm. um, the keynote speakers that we have are amazing I mean I don't want this to sound like an uh, advertisement <laughs> for <laughs> EO but I could go I could yes. genuinely go on and on and on about it it's mm -hmm. a fantastic organization especially because it's uh, for entrepreneurs and I mean we're here because uh, the successfully it's an organization for entrepreneurs exactly. and then you're very experienced in entrepreneurial area so I mean uh, it is relevant uh, well absolutely which <laughs> is why I was you know the minute 
minute I, I, I looked at what you were doing and understood a little bit about what you were doing, mm -hmm. uh, I was, you know, Thank intrigued, you. intrigued. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I got your attention. Yeah. Uh, no, I was very happy to have met you there when I was there at the exhibition. It, it really confirmed my passion for what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's something that I think you get confirmation as you're speaking to people. Okay, am I doing the right track? Am I really serving something positive? Am I doing something that it will create something good for others? So and you kind of find those answers as you're going, right? Especially talking to people. Uh, and I mean, it's interesting because I, I, I as you said, earlier um, through EO and, and slightly before that but less formally I, I was mentoring but now I'm mentoring more formally mm -hmm. um, and the value that I get from mentoring people is tremendous um, it's it, not only does it feel amazing but you learn so much mm -hmm. uh, because of, of the questions that people ask and there's there are often questions that you haven't answered for yourself mm -hmm. uh, or haven't asked yourself um, but so so being used to mentoring and being in that 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 kind of mode it's interesting what you're doing because what you're essentially doing is allowing me to mentor somebody but also get paid for it yes. uh, through through your business yes. model which is very interesting <laughs> which is a little bit different because I don't you know w we talked briefly about the um, the people per hour and the upwork model yes. which is freelancer which is like a freelancer model um, and um, I think this is so different because we're not going out trying to look for work uh, we're not kind of pushing ourselves, but actually um, offering our mentorship um, skills and then getting paid for it. So, yes. uh, yeah, extremely interesting. I'm glad you were able to capture that uh, because that's how I started. It was in a situation where uh, do I focus on all my business or look for the right clients? Because it also has to be the right clients. Yeah, it's right? got to be the right fit. Yeah, the right fit. Or, uh, yeah, it seemed like all of them were a full-time job. And running a business is a full-time job. And looking for the right clients is a full-time job. So I really wanted to create this other option, plat platform for the experienced entrepreneurs just to hear, here's another way for you to yeah. get clients. Especially like uh, we've spoken about wanting to mentor other entrepreneurs that they want to learn. We don't, we, we're maybe really good about one area, but when you help on another one, and this is where uh, the partnership, not in partnership, but uh, the helping out each other. And uh, and yeah, and you're absolutely right because another thing that I've been reading about recently, um, we understand um, in the world or as entrepreneurs, if we've read a few of the business books, that it's all about mastery. Mm -hmm. So it's about finding that one thing and then doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it until you become a master. And that's traditionally been my my understanding and my model. Um, and then reading around the subject, what what I'm now reading and what I a lot of uh, research is showing is rather than just being a master at one or two things, actually, if you actively engage in learning different activities, you know, it could be juggling, it could be something to do with chemistry, something outside being a master, and you mm -hmm. start learning and becoming okay at lots of different things, that actually is great for your cognitive skills and mm -hmm. for your ability to manage tasks and, and, and overall grow uh, as a leader and as a human being. So rather than just doing one or two things and just being the master and that's it, um, actually trying out these different things, which comes back to your point of when you're mentoring or working with other entrepreneurs who are in different fields, mm -hmm. you're actually then learning things about different arenas that um, can help your overall growth yeah. and overall ability to get done you know what you want to get done especially I think as entrepreneurs we want to learn from other people yeah I know when I'm with other people I know where are my strengths and weakness and I, and I see my weakness there are strengths and others and I just can help wanting to learn from them yeah. uh, and it's a great way by connecting <laughs> absolutely yes. absolutely I think it's a great idea so how did you start it so okay the beginning of <laughs> your career the to become an entrepreneur um, if we go back to the beginning, the beginning. Uh, <laughs> so I grew up in India. I was born in India. I grew up in India. And the very beginning, I think, was um, m maybe not the best business model, but I must have been five. And I had a lot of comic books. Um, mm -hmm. I, I still love comic books. I don't get a chance to read them that often. But um, so I had all these comic books. And uh, in uh, I shared a, a bedroom with my grandparents. And I had one cupboard, half of which was my stuff. And I had all my comic books in there. And I remember um, 
and uh, we, we used to have a, a school bus so we I lived in a building where all my cousins and, and I lived together um, and we would wait at the bottom of the building every morning for our school bus to come mm -hmm. and pick us up and and where we lived in India there were stray dogs everywhere mm -hmm. and uh, there was one particular stray dog who we befriended and it became our dog and that dog was <laughs> called Shakti okay Shakti, Shakti <laughs> that was the name of the dog which uh, which means uh, strength ah. um, and so we wanted to feed the dog and around the corner from where we were there was a department store and I remember all this very, very clearly. Uh, there was, you could buy a bag of dog food for 40 rupees, mm -hmm. 40 rupees, uh, but we didn't have any money. So I decided to um, set up a, a library. So I had all my comics and they were in my cupboard and we did this kind of stencil sign saying comics for rent. And we stood outside the building <laughs> with this board and tried to get people to come to our library and read our, read my <laughs> comics and pay us money for the comics. Um, no one did. Um, so then I would get money from my grandfather and put it into the jar mm -hmm. and then read my own comics. So then that's how we <laughs> built up the 40 rupees to, to pay for the dog food. So um, that was the first, the, the idea um, uh, of selling stuff or mm -hmm. being involved in, in, in that thing. And then growing up, I did what you know many, many kids do. I kind of did the, the paper round, I did the washing mm -hmm. cars, I did whatever I could to, to earn extra Earned cash. Um, and I, I think I, I, I've been a saver. I've, I've understood the idea of saving from, for a very long time because when my parents moved to the UK, I mean, they were working seven days a week, working very hard. And it was just, uh, you know, initially, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? Can I have that? And the answer was always no. no. Uh, and that kind of taught me um, through osmosis not to buy shit that you don't you need. need. <laughs> you just don't need, right? Um, and so even when I was doing those little... The, the paper rounds and the cleaning of cars and all of that, the money that I would make, only a very small proportion would go towards the sweets mm -hmm. and the rest would be kept <laughs> for, you know, for a later <laughs> date. And then through, through, through school and university, I was always buying and selling stuff. So I would, um, uh, I had this computer, so I would pirate computer games mm -hmm. and then sell them to my school, <laughs> school friends. Um, we had other things that were contraband uh, at school <laughs> that we would distribute and, and, and sell. I won't go into too much detail. Um, and then um, at university, and then f at school actually, to, towards the, the, the later years of school, when we started going to bars and nightclubs, we would hire nightclubs um, and we would sell tickets and we would do events. So uh, we, yeah, we would just get 300, 500 students in an event charge them, uh, do a deal with the club to split the, the bar mm -hmm. um, and then carried on doing that through university. We had a, we had a quite a, a good brand that we built up in London called Bump and Grind. We actually had um, a couple of US acts at the, the height of it. We, we flew over a couple of US acts. I don't know if they're still around. There was one called Soul For Real, uh, which was quite mm -hmm. a big band. We flew them across and we had uh, 2,000 people in one, one wow. night, which was quite a cool event. That's, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and then I did more events through university. Um, and through that kind of saved some money. And when I got out of university, bought my first property, I was always interested in property, bought my first property um, with a friend, sold it very quickly. Um, it was very easy then, I'm talking like 22 years mm -hmm. ago, to buy and sell property. It's a was little bit more complicated. Here, it was in, in, in the UK, yeah. Um, and then I joined Accenture um, mm -hmm. as a management consultant, a strategic management consultant. So I worked with them for some time. Loved it, um, loved the variety of the work, loved mm -hmm. the people that I was working with, loved the travel. Uh, and then an opportunity came about to, again, buy a, a substantial uh, commercial building. Prior mm -hmm. to that, I was always in residential, small residential okay. retail. I would buy and keep or buy and sell. An opportunity became available to buy a much bigger um, commercial property with a view to doing high-end designer furniture. Okay. And then that's how I kind of got into and this. Is this one? Okay. Uh, no, it was a different one a in different a different one? location. Yeah, different mm, okay. location, uh, which we did. Um, and then above, so in the building, the upstairs of it um, was uh, had a particular type of permission. Like in the UK, we have, as, as everywhere, we have different types of planning permission, like what you're allowed to do in the space, yes. right? And in that space, um, there was a, a, a permission to have a public gathering and banqueting. So we looked at the business model and we said, this could, this could be cool. Mm -hmm. And so we set up a, a banqueting venue, uh, which is still there today, uh, which we own, which is basically weddings and parties okay. and you know, not exactly linked to the nightclubbing, but kind of 
social and promotional and mm -hmm. um, around that time so this is again going back about 15 18 years uh, around that time I was learning a lot about digital marketing and I did mm -hmm. a whole bunch of courses and really loved the idea of Google I was heavily invested in Google as well at the time and, and doing really well from it mm -hmm. um, because I got in early and um, I just I, I loved everything about Google mm -hmm. uh, I loved the idea that nobody else was doing paid advertising when I said PPC or AdWords to any of my yes. guys my friends who are in marketing they were like what, what is, is that, that? Uh -huh. so I loved being at the cutting edge <laughs> of it um, did a lot of courses got Google accredited and just really stopped doing all advertising for my different businesses and just focused on PPC mm -hmm. and got amazing returns uh, and was able to very quickly build up our audience and build up our uh, our PL really um, so yeah um, always investing in in stocks always adding to the property portfolio mm -hmm. and then um, and things were going great uh, we had uh, this issue in 2008 which was a huge financial crisis mm -hmm. uh, at that time we had uh, six five showrooms uh, around London two very big ones and three one two three four uh, small ones, so six showrooms in London, and uh, overnight people were not interested in spending on luxury. So yeah, it wasn't that a priority at that time. It was time. not a priority, uh, mm -hmm. and I think that was pretty much worldwide. Yes. You guys yes. in the states felt it very hard. Yes. Obviously, we that's where it came from. Exactly. Subprime, we subprime it. Uh, crisis. <laughs> you started it, um, and it was felt all over the world. And, and you know, construction, property, all the things that we were kind of connected to, mm -hmm. and luxury just kind of went flat very, very quickly. Um, and we just had to make a decision. So my business partner and I, and we're still we're still business partners. He's around here somewhere. Mm -hmm. My business partner and I, um, we just had to make a decision, and we looked at the numbers, and we basically decided to consolidate. And um, we had the bank because we had uh, a bank loan on the property that we purchased. We had the bank pretty much every few weeks knocking on the door, <laughs> saying, "You haven't paid. You haven't paid." Here's a bill. Trying to take the <laughs> trying to take the property, which is what banks love to do. Yeah. Sorry, Barclays, if you're listening, uh, yeah. but that's what you did. Um, but yeah, I mean, just through you know uh, a lot of luck and a lot of mm -hmm. hard work, uh, we just kept going, kept going. We had these other other showrooms, and we one by one by one we shut them down, which was very painful to do. We were very very concerned about what the market would say. Mm -hmm. We managed to keep all our teams, so we we, we didn't actually. That's I think great. we had to let one person go out of that whole thing, which was pretty good. It's pretty good compared to. Uh, and he was shit anyway, so he had to go. Uh, <laughs> he was going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and and we we consolidated back into this showroom, which was the original space, and. Um, and then just built up and then when the opportunity became available opportunistically we opened up in in different markets uh, we have an office in Middle East we have a showroom in Abuja which is the capital of Nigeria okay um, we have the, the showroom in Mumbai um, mm -hmm. and uh, we as I said recently have just opened in China mm -hmm. because we see China as a massive massive uh, market we're, we're slow we're, sl yes. we're a little bit late in China I think um, but uh, we've got a very good jo joint venture partner mm -hmm. and I think the timing had to be right for us. So, yeah. And then along the way for the last 10 years, I've been mentoring um, uh, young entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and helping, helping them with, the, with their businesses and also investing in their businesses mm -hmm. um, with a view to building up the, the portfolio. Um, we... we we have quite a few different investments online and offline we we invest in uh, we just opened up a restaurant uh three about four weeks ago Very now exciting. four weeks ago oh, amazing recently. food great food what the best the indian food it? in london um <laughs> it's called lucknow 49 it's in maddox on maddox street in mayfair i have one day uh, left to you, stay have, you here. must try it yeah <laughs> i mean uh, you must try it. the food is spectacular uh, especially if you like eating lamb it's it's the best lamb in mm -hmm. london okay very easily um so yeah, lots going on, um, and uh, we're continuing to look for investments in the in the tech arena, uh, non-tech. We, we've uh, invested in bars and restaurants in Dallas. Uh, we've invested in um, a variety in the of uh, in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, opportunistic, but very very driven by the founders and, and what they're mm -hmm. whether we can add value, whether we can help them, and also what their hopes and dreams and aspirations are. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's kind of that's how we story. That's, that's <laughs> how we met up to that's everything up until we <laughs> really from the beginning until, until now. Met, yeah. and it's funny because I was actually going to ask you if there were some indications when you were young as a kid that kind of put that seed in you, like oh, I am. I like to be an entrepreneur. You know, some people start older, but you knew. <sighs> I, I struggle with that word. Okay, I struggle with that word. Which um, entrepreneur? Entrepreneur, um, because what I mean, what do you think it means? What do you think it really, really means? Um, I, the way I've always seen it um, is, especially me coming from Mexico and learning what entrepreneur means, uh, learning from the United States, mm. is just somebody that works for themselves in different projects, that they see an opportunity and uh, they make a business out of that, so in many, many areas. So my my dad is an entrepreneur, mm. so I he's always worked from himself and he's always been part of initiative so he's always thinking oh there's some there's a problem in this economy there's a problem with this company we can turn it around so seeing that opportunity of solving the problem solving the problem and just seeing it whereas other people would be like no that's not gonna work he would like i see the potential in thing hmm. here so being that uh, creative to just be part of working on many initiatives sure. and being passionate about working i guess in your own terms yeah and what you really believe that's what I see it. So I think um, all of these things I, I agree with. Um, um, and I really, really enjoy um, the, the furniture and the inter interior mm -hmm. side of the, the, the industry. It's, it's, you meet amazing people, you know, get to go to Italy, yes. you get to go to all the cool <laughs> parties, bad. and that's, that's fun. Eat Italian food. Eat Italian food. Um, but I don't, I don't feel, I think now, I'm, I'm 42, and in my, I think now I'm getting to a stage where I'm, I'm realizing maybe maybe entrepreneur is fine, mm -hmm. uh, but I think um, having met a few people, especially recently and through EO and, and outside, having met people who are really doing some interesting stuff mm -hmm. in terms of what they're doing to change the world um, without sounding very cheesy and corny. There's people that I know who are who are the charities that I'm involved with and, mm -hmm. and I plan to do more and more and more with those charities who are actually solving real problems, mm -hmm. not how quickly you can get to the restaurant by hailing a yes. cab or not, you know, <laughs> like the, the, the easiest way to get the best flight deal or holiday discount or like real problems, real uh, problems. around poverty, around malnutrition, around education, around health. those things, mm -hmm. health, all those things. Um, and that's really, you know, earlier we were talking about kind of what comes next and what do you want to do mm -hmm. next? I, I, I the, the, the businesses that I'm involved in, especially the businesses that I've invested in, uh, the aim is to support the founders wherever necessary to get them to where they need to get to exit if mm -hmm. that's part of the plan within fci to to support my team to continue uh, supporting their learning and their growth which which i have a world-class team i have mm -hmm. the best team in the world as far as i'm concerned for uh, within within fci um, but really what comes next for me is to start giving up uh, or start spending time solving a real problem um, and at the moment, I'm going to piggyback mm -hmm. with people who've so already identified and just help yes. them, you know, with, and there's so many people that I know mm -hmm. um, who are doing a great job, so they're going to just support them. But really, at some point, to find the problem that is going to be my mm -hmm. problem to solve. Which one are you most passionate right now? Right now, uh, very easily, Yuva Unlimited. Uh, so a very dear friend of mine, Amitabh, hi, if you see this, he's a <laughs> phenomenal guy. I just wrote an email today introducing <laughs> him to somebody else and I called him a superhero because he's a superhero. Okay. Um, he's basically um, given up his, his, his life. He studied in the States, he was working for an investment bank. Um, he's given up his own personal life uh, to build toilets for schools in India. Because mm -hmm. when you build, when you clean up and the sanitary conditions in these schools, which are often quite substandard yes. um, when you convert uh, the, the toilets in the schools you have uh, an up to 70% increase in um, girls attending school and some other figure I think it's about 40% up to 40% of boys attending school because a lot of these kids walk one or two hours to get to school to so get to school. obviously if there's not no clean uh, toilets and sanitary conditions they, they can't go mm -hmm. uh, it's very logical so what happens is then the girls don't go to school and then therefore the girls don't get educated and the girls don't get educated and that has a whole bunch of social and you know all, all, all the things that happen uh down down the road mm -hmm. so what he's doing is he's basically going to people and saying give me some money 
and they are <laughs> and then he's going to other people and saying give me some tiles and give me some toilets and give me some you know and he's he's going in and he's transforming these schools and transforming these children and transforming uh -huh. the communities around them so right now i'm very passionate about getting more involved in that and mm -hmm. just carving up my time um and yeah so to answer your question that's the one that's the one right now uh, something so simple like the toilets which a lot of people are not aware that oh there's actually a an issue because it's how it escalates and affects the entire economic and the future of right. the entire basically exactly. yeah it's a big problem but it it can't be ignored if somebody is putting their time to like you said asking for money i need money i need That's every it. piece counts <laughs> no shame give me the money exactly right? so uh, <laughs> uh i mean the governments and politicians and lots of people talk about the this this stuff um uh, but i think it's people at, at the ground level who really just make it happen and, and, mm -hmm. and, and this guy is uh, somebody who's doing it and so you know my, 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 my next phase is to support him and I'm glad help you that shared this. forward. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you because I mean I'm very passionate about how entrepreneurs I mean first we as or people that are working for themselves um, first the need like I want to work for myself right but then later as you are overcoming obstacles and you're growing evolving you really want it really comes down to purpose I really believe that our work is serving others is the beginning of just being able to be successful as you 100%. help others. Um, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think probably about two years ago, my, my uh, younger brother, who I also do uh, who I work a lot with, who's a phenomenal guy, um, he sent me this book, um, which put me on a slightly different path because in a, in, a, in a nutshell, what I drew out from that book was to meditate. Mm -hmm. And through meditation, that led me to other types of growth, other types of knowledge. And I think one of the, the key things, the, the key things that I'm aware of now is that um, external validation mm -hmm. it has a very short shelf life. Mm -hmm. You have it and then it's gone and then you need to go. And external validation is an award, more money, more companies, more whatever, what, what other people mm -hmm. think of you. Whereas when you find your life's purpose, let's call it your, 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 the thing that you really want to do, um, your goal, mm -hmm. uh, then it becomes about internal validation. Um, something like charity or something like, you know, serving, as you, as you very well put mm -hmm. it, you know, um, serving others. Um, it, you know, I think it sometimes takes a while to get there. And I think I've just arrived at that point. <laughs> where I'm like, okay, so it's, it's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yes. Uh, and without getting all... <laughs> mumbo jumbo, you know, spiritual. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think, yeah, that's that's what it's mm -hmm. about, right? But so I think maybe right now it's probably the perfect time. You know, it's just the timing for everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I guess everything yes. everything has a, yeah. a, a perfect uh, time and place. So mm -hmm. I think that's 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 what's going on with me at the moment. Well, I'm glad you shared this with me because uh, it, it really is ins very inspiring to others. You wow. know, so many other people that are looking, a lot of people don't know their purpose or their yeah. passion, they're looking for it. Some people don't and then go, don't go for it. Yeah. And, uh, and but sometimes we need the encouragement to see it in others. And like you said, you mentor, you mentor others, so you are creating that positive impact on others. I hope so. <laughs> I, hope so. I think you are. I hope so. Who was a positive impact to you? Or who mentor you or help you? Um, I, I haven't. I'm looking for a mentor, actually. Okay. I've never had a, a formal mentor. But many people in my life uh, have a positive impact. I mean, again, this is something that many people will answer in this way. And it's a bit cheesy and maybe a bit cliched. But mm -hmm. this is how I feel. Uh, my kids, I have two young kids. They have a massive uh, positive impact on me uh -huh. um, for a number of reasons. Because... Um, Again, very cliched, but I want to now be the person that they think I am. Mm. You know, I'm not. They see me <laughs> as someone. I'm not that person, but I aspire to become that oh, person. I like that. Um, um, I um, definitely want to. I don't know how I, I do this. I mean, we, we, we contribute to different charities. We've recently started working with We Forest, which is a, an amazing charity. You mentioned. Um, they, basically, they plant trees. So mm -hmm. they, they plant trees, they take your money, they plant trees, they help communities. Um, and I think it's a, it's a massive, you know, global, global uh, climate change is a massive problem that we've got at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. And when, when coming back to, you know, inspiring, the, when I look at my kids, you know, the world that, that they're going to live in is going to be driven by what I do and what mm -hmm. people like me do. So. I want to be the person. I want to try and be the person that they look at 
but I also want to try and do something about the planet so that when they get older there is a planet there is something there um, so so that's very important to me um, my wife as well um, my, my father uh, my brother who I'm very close to my business partner who's also my uncle so these people who I, I mm. interact with day to day actually bit by bit by bit I learn from and, and, and do get massive inspiration from um, there, there's a whole bunch of um, speakers, you know, uh, motivational speakers, and very smart people out there. Tony Robbins and, yes. and uh, a whole bunch of bu bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. Tim Ferriss and a whole bunch of other people that I read and I devour mm -hmm. whatever material um, they put out. Do they inspire me? Uh, I don't know whether they motivate me. Motivate. They motivate okay. me, um, but I don't think they inspire me mm -hmm. in in the right sense of, of that word. I think it's more really, yeah, the people who I'm around that, that, that tend to inspire family. me yeah and uh, like you said you're working to inspire probably like you want to inspire your children but you are inspiring yourself for what you're doing the change that you're working to create so sometimes uh, it's just absolutely like internal validation mm -hmm. i think that that's important mm -hmm. you know um i want you know we all strive to be happy with ourselves we all want to look in the mirror and and love what yes. we see um <laughs> and some days it's easier and other days it's not um so yeah, I, I guess that's the the goal. The end goal of everything is happiness, right? So yeah, how you how satisfied. do you get there? You know, and it's it's not money, and it's no, not wealth, and it's not power. Really not for me. Um, I think it's it's yeah that internal validation from trying to serve and, and trying to trying to you know again without sounding cliche, you know you want to leave the world slightly better than how you found it. What is the legacy um, you leave? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. That's that's pretty important. If you look, people that have a lot of money, uh, yeah. a lot of them they have a lot of problems they created for themselves as well. So really, I think it's proven money is not at all. Uh, I think it certainly helps. Don't get me wrong. Helps. I'm not yes. uh, some sort of socialist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any socialists <laughs> watching, but uh, I, I I do believe in profit. I do believe in in working hard. Mm -hmm. I do believe in nice things um, and enjoying uh, having good experiences. I don't believe in waste uh, mm -hmm. of any kind. Um, I read a book uh, last year called Goodbye Things by a Japanese um, <laughs> journalist. Okay. Uh, I forget his name. It wasn't particularly well written, the book, um, but it's about this guy. He's in his 30s. He's unhappy. He lives in a flat in Tokyo. He's got lots of cool stuff and big TV and lots of you know gaming equipment. And he has a t t typical kind of goes mm -hmm. out drinking maybe doesn't treat women that well blah 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 mm -hmm. you know he's that, that, that type of typical and he's constantly unhappy and uh he discovers minimalism mm -hmm. and bit by bit by bit he just starts giving his stuff away or selling it or whatever and ends up in a completely empty flat with literally kind of six or seven pairs of clothes one towel which he uses to dry himself <laughs> wipe his uh Basics. you know like really really simple really mm -hmm. basic he's got his iphone doesn't have the big screen tv or anything like that and he finds himself completely free mm -hmm. he finds himself not a slave to money he finds that what he needs is easy you know there's no shirt that he says oh I don't remember buying this I've never worn it for six years <laughs> you know all that stuff disappears and it's really really clean um, and I, I started doing that and now my wife started doing that as well and we just f feel lighter you know just less stuff um, you don't need I don't need a uh, hundred t-shirts I don't need 50 suits mm -hmm. you know so in getting rid of that stuff and then not needing it, it's confirmed that we don't actually need that stuff. And so now when I look at something, oh, that's nice, a nice pair of sunglasses, duty-free, or, you know, I'll think two or three times. And if I don't need it, I, I don't buy it. It's mm -hmm. not that I can't afford it. Um, and I just feel, you know, lighter. You feel lighter. Good about it. Yeah, you feel okay. lighter, you know. Uh, I can relate to this. I've been on both sides where I just, if they, I couldn't wait to get the catalog of the next collection. Yeah. I don't know. And that time it was like Victoria's Secret or something. Yeah. So I would be buying. I, I needed every sweater, you had to everything. Have it. I needed you had it. To right. have it. Yeah. And, and I had no savings, but I had everything. My yeah. closet was amazing. And then life put me in a change direction when I, I was sort of obligated to have to choose. I can't carry everything with me. Yeah. Uh, and slowly I was downgrading to to my basics and I experienced the minimalist and it's very living, liberating. Yeah. So like, I'm not the girl that oh, needs everything anymore. It's material things that never yeah. were fulfilling. I actually, when I buy something, it's 
it's it probably is product it's good for my business yeah. so it's something has that has some real deep value real value yeah uh, yeah so and it's, it is amazing where now my savings growing yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's i mean there's, where it there's be. all the upsides right uh, and for me also it's it's you know showing my kids maybe it's partly because i know what poverty looks like i've lived in india mm -hmm. and although we were not poor we were very comfortable uh, my, my my family but, you've seen but it i've in seen it others. yeah i've seen it and you know um and i you know i think that uh, i don't want to be judgmental but i think that in the west it's very easy to get carried away mm -hmm. you know for kids as well there's 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 presents constantly there's birthday parties and christmas parties and all sorts of things mm -hmm. um so i think to lead by example to let our kids see what we're doing makes it easy to enforce the rules of why can't i open that present because you can't you can open two and that's <laughs> enough you know um mm -hmm. so yeah i agree with this uh and i think it also forces you to look at other things in life uh, also 100 <laughs> there's, there's, there's your, your mind more. your mind should not be cluttered with a whole list of things that you want to buy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when that next paycheck comes, I'm going to go out and buy that because it's consumed by consumerism. Yeah, um, I think there's more to life. But uh, I'm, I'm just aware that this is going to come off as really judgmental. <laughs> or no, this no, is no, my personal. Yeah. This is just my personal uh, view. View and my personal journey, uh, and only over the last few years. So you know, um, since since that book that my brother bought me. Mm -hmm. So. Just since then. It just opened, create a little more awareness. Yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know. Maybe it was, the, you know, so much is to do with timing. Maybe that was my uh, midlife crisis, mm -hmm. I guess. So. <laughs> uh, the title is Goodbye Things. Goodbye <laughs> Things, with the, the, uh, the, the book that my brother bought me actually was called um, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Oh, Tools okay. of Titans. I, and the, like I mean, there was lots of good stuff in there, but mm -hmm. the thing that I uh, began practicing was the meditation. Okay. Which uh, has been for me life changing. For me as well. I yeah. went through a phase where I, I that was my savor to deal with challenges that were going on in life, yeah. like personal challenges. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I ever had taken the time to get to know myself and yeah. to be aware of me and my surroundings. So, and since then, I've been practicing since I want to say 2010. Oh wow! So it's been so that's a long time. time yeah. yeah, it's a long time. And do you, do you uh, practice a particular type, or is it like head? space or what, what type um, of meditation do you do? I like the theta waves and I, I, I love okay, that yeah. and sometimes um, I like to just me and just home and just do a, a, a noise and sometimes I just it's like just a mantra like or a, mantra based? I don't do so much mantra I find it distracting but I, I like I need to have some kind of no, uh, sound um, and then sometimes it's just me being the complete quiet yeah, silence that's, that's it. I actually think it's the one that I enjoy the most yeah. And and I do it sometimes first thing in the morning or sunrise or before going to bed. Yeah. And I need it every yeah. day. <laughs> Same here. I look forward to it. I mean, that's, yes. that's you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's so many things. People who, who do it kind of know the value of it. Yes. And if you don't do it, please do it. <laughs> very, it really very powerful. is. It is. Um, it's, it's a form of healing. Yeah. I really believe so. A lot of people think like, oh, I'll be I've been on a lot of networking events and people say, oh, you meditate, you're going to be successful. It, it, I don't think a lot of people understand actually what meditation does, mm. but I think it's really, uh, it's a self-healing and it gives you strength and especially awareness. For me, I found a, a lot of awareness. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much science behind it now. Mm -hmm. There's so many studies, there's so many brainwave studies, uh, cholesterol studies, heart disease studies that all say the same Proof. thing you know it just it's just that time um physically helps your body mm -hmm. um, psychologically helps your brain uh memory focus a whole bunch of stuff so, yes yeah it's insane that everybody doesn't do it <laughs> the, the, the whole i mean I, I would have been that person right my uh, my mother-in-law has been telling me about um uh pranayam breathing and mm -hmm. uh, yoga and meditation and all these things for years and years and years. I completely ignored her, <laughs> and then now I've started doing yeah, it. You love you it. Know, now I love it. Um, um, so yeah. And I was just like, told you, you had listened to me when yeah, I told exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had. I wish I'd listened to her a long time ago. But again, you had to be ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think as someone? And, and you didn't answer why you have uh, struggle with the entrepreneur world. How is um, your view? I think my personal definition of an entrepreneur, uh, and I'm just starting uh, this later on this year, um, 
is somebody who will have the guts to take other people's money mm. <laughs> without putting any money in themselves because they believe so completely in a cause or an idea that they will take other people's money, not their own, mm -hmm. and then go and build that business. Oh. So my businesses have always been me putting in my time, my money, um, or borrowing from a Investing. bank or whatever. Uh, when, we've, when we've worked with other entrepreneurs, um, we've invested, and then we've helped other people come in and invest, but it's been other people investing in this entrepreneur, and we, we're you know, mm -hmm. helping raise the money, basically, mm -hmm. which is different to having your own. Uh, I've had a startup of my own, which is not dead yet, but it probably will be soon uh, if I don't do something about it, which mm -hmm. is a small startup in India. Um, but the one that I'm working on at the moment is a, a B2B um, platform for the interiors industry, for the mm -hmm. furniture industry, which I'm very excited about. And even that, at the moment, we've been funding it and building it ourselves, where I could have gone out and Somewhere raised. Else. Yeah, right now, uh, I believe that I have a good network, and if I wanted to, uh, I could go and raise. Mm -hmm. You know, to raise a couple of million would not be, a, but I haven't, because why? So when I get to the point where I'm willing to say, okay, here's the idea, I'm not putting any of my own money in, you guys all put your money in, mm -hmm. and your trust in me, that is the point where I think I become an entrepreneur. Oh, I see. That's my personal I definition. I that. That's my personal okay. definition. Because it's easy to lose your own money. Yes. You know, uh, it's very hard uh -huh. to lose other people's <laughs> money. Well, it comes with a little more obligation responsibility. Well, especially if you're going out and asking your network, so people who know you, who mm -hmm. trust you, right? Uh, or even if, 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 if it's people family. who don't. Never family, I wouldn't do it with family, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, investors network. I mean, I, I know a lot of investors. So if I said to investors, look, I'm doing this, it's going to work. They would, of course, they're smart people. They would look at the deck, they'd look at the, 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 data. the, the data and the projections, but they would be swayed by the fact that it was me and mm -hmm. my idea. They would definitely trust me uh, and my knowledge of, of the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe later on this year, I'll become an entrepreneur. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe next year. Okay, uh, I'm glad that you shared that because it, it really completed a new view as entrepreneurship, especially if like the, ti the title is being used very loosely now. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's a personal view, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I, I meet people who, who might be doing something um, which feels like a business. There's many, many business people out there who are doing amazing things, mm -hmm. um, who know their industry, who run their business, who take a loan, who build it up to something yes. phenomenal uh, <laughs> and, and amazing, good. That's just not my definition of okay. entrepreneurship. Uh, I want to learn more about your view about someone that's starting out and they start seeking for investors. What, what do you advise? I guess, like for example, my because I'm a startup yeah. and I come from a creative background, so I'm not experienced in the investor and like how to scale and grow and go global. Uh, what do you see that most people fail? Because now I feel like most business have to be global. And how do you see, what do you advise? Uh, I don't think that most businesses have to be global, first of all. Um, I think, uh, again, going back to the woo-woo spiritual kind of mm -hmm. meaning of life stuff, um, <laughs> why are you doing it? Today, that, that's the what why. I, you know. Money, fine, great, mm -hmm. very important. Um, freedom, you want freedom from being told what to do, great, very important. But I think that um, unless there's a real, real problem that you're, you're going to solve, mm -hmm. um, it, it'll be very hard to convince investors. You've got to really believe it. Mm -hmm. You've really, you know, it can't just be, I think that I can do this and the other people doing it are not doing it that great. You know, mm -hmm. and I, you know, so that, that's from an investor's point of view. When I, when I meet, now when I meet uh, founders, when I meet people who are looking for investment, if I don't see that, real passion and passion. commitment to what they're doing, then it's very difficult to look at the numbers. Because with many startups, they're doing something that hasn't been done before, or they're doing it in a way that hasn't been done before. Mm -hmm. So there really isn't, the numbers don't really mean anything because there's no real way to compare them to anything, mm -hmm. right? You can say, well, I'm doing this thing and I'll get so many followers and I'll get so many uh, likes and I'll get so many people signing up to the news. Until you get started, you don't really, really know. Uh -huh. So a lot of it has to do with the founders, really. You know, why are you doing it? Um, do I believe? Do I believe in why you're doing it? Mm -hmm. And then the track record, right? Um, like, what is your track record? What have you done before? Where have you proved yourself? Um, I, my personal belief is that. Um, 
businesses do better in teams. So you will have one person potentially whose idea it is, who's, who's the, you know, the, 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 the kind of the, the visionary. Mm -hmm. um, and then in this day and age, I think you need somebody who's very technical, mm -hmm. um, somebody who's got a, a strong, you know, maybe coding skills, development skills, mm -hmm. somebody who really understands those things. Digital marketing also helps, so that techie kind of analytical uh, component to it. Mm -hmm. And then you need a third person who is around the industry, around the product, or somebody who will balance the, the, the equation when there are disagreements because there'll always be disagreements, yes. especially at the beginning when there's no money and you're working you know, 20 hours a day. And so, <laughs> so, so I guess my advice to people who want to, to do that would be, can you put a team together? Can you put a team together uh, of people who, who you trust, who you can share that mm -hmm. vision and goal with? Uh, try and have a technical person in there, um, in that team, because it's so important. Um, and yeah, I mean, just just make sure that you're really solving a problem and mm -hmm. you can really talk about it. Because when you start getting grilled by investors, <laughs> um, if you don't believe in it and if it's just kind of like, I'm just kind it's of doing. It, if it's not strong enough, then mm -hmm. probably you won't get in. You know, you won't get the funds that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah. uh, if you can look for smart money, especially at the beginning at seed. You want to have um, ideally investors who know the space that you're in. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the niche that you're trying to, or the unique thing that you're trying to do because that's yours, but generally the space that you're in. Mm -hmm. Investors who are not just going to give up their money, but also give up their time. Uh, who are going to introduce you to their connections? Who are going to be part of part of it, not just what I call dumb money, which is give, give the money away. and then forget about it. That will come later on, you know. Um, through as you grow the company, you will need dumb, quiet money. I don't want your opinion; I just want your money. Uh, but that's later on. At the beginning, the investors should be, and you have a lead investor. Have one person mm -hmm. who's your lead investor who will help you craft the investment round so who will help you select from all the other investors who are the right ones mm -hmm. at that time and who are not the right ones it being able to uh, use the experience the leadership and resources contacts all those things that would be yeah you, yes. you, you want someone who's, mm -hmm. who's got the time to be able to do that and mm -hmm. I think that's the difference between a VC at the beginning and an angel investor the angel investor which is what we try to do mm -hmm. will always give up time and, and support the business um, beyond just putting money in that's why it's an angel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't come up with that term, right? I don't know what's the story behind yeah, it, but I, I kind of see it. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, it came up from a lot of people would uh, refer to venture capitalists as vulture capitalists, you know, just coming swooping in and trying to cut the deal oh, up. And yeah. So I think that's where the angel term maybe came from. Maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, I'll have to Oscar. Uncle Google. Yeah, I'll check on Google. Is there anywhere, anything you want to share? Is what's next? I mean, I think you. I think, I think we cover. Pretty much it. Yeah, got my whole life. Cover. Yeah, I think we pretty much. Got, <laughs> I'm excited uh, to share your life here. I yeah. think we could just uh, put in a book now. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm writing a book. Yeah, Are you at the writing moment. a book? Um, my son and I started writing this book, which is uh, I haven't finished. I'm nearly there. I don't know why I don't just finish it. It's literally probably needs about three hours of my time now to really? just finish it. Really? Yeah, uh, but it's a modern modern take on Jack and the Beanstalk. Do you, have you yes. you got that story? Yeah. So it's like rather than. Um, the, the beanstalk being a physical beanstalk. It's um, it's the Beanstalk Corporation, which is a big coffee, mm -hmm. uh, like a Starbucks type, you know, organization. And uh, the CEO is the giant who lives at the top and the you know the top yeah. floor of the the apartment uh, of the uh, the building. The building. And it's about how um, uh, yeah the story unfolds and how Jack's mom gets fired from the corporation and Jack has to sell something mm -hmm. to to get involved and yeah it's an interesting modern modern day take on Jack and the Beanstalk. And you're writing it with your son? Uh, so we, we did the idea together okay. uh, and we kind of fleshed it through and we said oh well what about the magic beans what are the magic beans going to be and you know we kind of fleshed it through together which was good fun mm -hmm. and then I, I, I wrote it. And then you wrote it. Yeah. Are your kids uh, giving you ideas of what they want to do when they grow up or like the own different I don't business? Think, yeah I mean my, my, my daughter's very clear she's going to marry a prince and be a princess so that's <laughs> That's, She's that's covered. Done. She's covered. <laughs> that's closed off. Uh, and my son kind of he, he oscillates between different things. Sometimes he wants to take over FCI, and I've told him no. That's not going to be possible. <laughs> it's mine, uh, it's mine. <laughs> and I'm going to live to 100. So go find your own thing. <laughs> yes. Um, but he he's into science. He's a bit of a kind of a science kind of oriented kid. So he okay. loves science and. 
um, maybe something he, he you know he wants to invent stuff um, but I don't think I don't think the the things that my kids are gonna do are invented yet you know mm. they've, they've still got a lip he's eight learn. and they've got a long yeah. time to go so yeah change their minds once well I, th I think the jobs don't exist you know mm -hmm. I, I don't think the jobs changing. actually mm -hmm. exist so in 20 years when my daughter is and then 15 years when my son goes yes. into that space the world is going to be a very different a place. lot of jobs are disappearing and changing just industry well it'll be it'll be more cognitive right there won't mm -hmm. be as much manual stuff I think yes uh, and it'll be whether it's AI or Robotics or, or space, who knows, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you'll go into space. <laughs> maybe it's going to be the next astronaut. Don't yeah, you know? I mean, you know, <laughs> who knows? We'll I have see. one more question. I yeah. wanted to share this with you, especially because you started in property. Um, I love to play Monopoly. That was my first, like, I, I steal a little same. girl. Same. I was going to ask you, what was your, your favorite game? Because you started in property, so I don't know yeah, how you That's interesting, actually. <laughs> I never actually thought of that. In, in India, that uh -huh. was one of the few board games that we had. Yeah, you had. Uh, it was an Indian version of Monopoly. <laughs> and uh, it was easily my favorite game. Uh, and I used to force my cousins to come. And we, you know, we played <laughs> around the rules. So we would kind of do our own kind of deals and do our swaps of change cards and change the whole thing. <laughs> and we had our version of Monopoly. So, so yeah, maybe that's why. So all your reception rules for a separate different paper? Uh, we didn't write them down. <laughs> OK. Yeah, yeah, you don't write that stuff down. Uh, and actually, I've introduced that to my son, who also loves Monopoly. Uh -huh. uh, and he loves chess as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. One of my still one of my favorite games actually. Yeah. I'm glad that because I was gonna ask you because I love nobody ever wants to play with me because I'm annoying. Right? I'm oh. like no mercy, pay. Hey, that's proud. it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like next round pay. So. <laughs> but there should but be no mercy. I mean, you know, rent, rent has to be paid. It's like the safe place to be that way, cruel. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but I really believe that you're successful in one thing. Like for example, in Monopoly, like once you have your set of like your hotels, you'll build up. You're getting money, and then that's how you can scale globally. Go to the next one. That's true, yeah. Uh, do you Absolutely. think like that's how it is Absolutely, to yeah. be successful in? I mean, I, I, in, in, um, in property, right now we're having a hard time in property. Uh, we're, we're waiting for government things to happen and we're, we have a big project which is on hold. Um, but I think, yeah, if you're looking at world domination, Trump, <laughs> Trump style. Well, then, he's losing uh, a lot of progress. Yeah, I mean, um, global is always going to be the way. Yes. I mean, um, we're, we're, we're looking at India, uh, uh, we're already in China and, mm -hmm. and looking to grow that side of things. Um, You're expanding. Yeah, it's, it's more interesting, it's more interesting. Yeah, so you have your real life monopoly now. <laughs> we're, we're doing our best, we're doing our best. Well, this was great, I, I love I really it. Enjoyed so it, thank you so much. It was really fun, really easy, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, it's very natural because I mean, I, I interview people that I connect and yeah. I know there's, there's like back to the word serving yeah. and I'm learning so much. I mean, just when I spoke with you on the event and then yesterday by yeah. today, I'm like, I've learned so much. Wow, so good. <laughs> I'm pleased. Thank you so much. It's been great to meet you and, and thank you for all of this. It's been a really unique experience yeah. for me. So and Grace said, it. thank you so much. Awesome, good. Bye-bye, <laughs> thank you. Bye. <laughs>